Hello everyone. My name is Always Asmal. Welcome to the 150th episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investment. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be available on podcast by tomorrow. So for those who are, who've watched quite a few of these episodes, if you know anyone who would benefit from watching, please share it with them. If you are joining us live, drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves and drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. Today, we have another double guest session for you. Kadapiri is a chartered accountant and a business development manager at the ACCA. Joining him is Tumisani Mahlangu, manager of compliance and internal control at the Western Cape Liquor Authority, but more importantly, one of the champions of the ACCA in South Africa. I call him an unofficial spokesperson. I don't know what Kada calls him, but we'll ask him. We'll ask him. Gents, thanks so much for joining me today. You might need to put your mics on. If, if yeah, thanks, on. thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, looking forward to speaking. I see Buiswa is already asking questions in the chat. Yeah, yeah we, so. we, we'll get to those questions. We'll get to those yes, questions. Yeah. But gents, you've both been on the chat before a few years ago, but for those who might have missed it, can you each both give us a brief backstory? Uh, Kara, maybe you go first. Okay. All right. Yeah. My name is Kada Piri. I'm based in the South African office. I work for ACCA, Southern Africa Cluster. My job is basically to get uh, students to register with ACCA and to, be, to take it as a pathway to, but I also manage employer relationship just in case you have an employer today wants to sign up and become an ACCA training office and access the EBA license. That's why I'm here today to give you that information. Thanks. Perfect. Misani, over uh, to you. Always, thank you very much. What an honor to be invited on your 150th episode and good afternoon to your viewers. I'm Dumisani uh, Masangu. I'm a manager for Compliance and Internal Control at the Western Cape Liquor Authority, a public provincial entity of the Western Cape that is mandated to regulate the retail and micro manufacture of alcohol in the, in the province. But then, I mean, that is my day-to-day -day job. Uh, I do a lot of uh, part-time stuff, and like cycling here, that's my hobby. But then the job title that I love most is that I'm an ACCA advocate within the borders of, of South Africa. And if you want to learn a little bit more about Dumisani or about Kara, go and check out the previous episodes where I interviewed them. So then that, that'll give you the scoop if you want to let, know the, the nitty gritty details. But let's jump into why we're here. Kara, for those who don't know, what, and, and some people have been living under a rock and some of us, we just, I mean, I didn't know at one stage. So what is the ACCA and who do they represent? Yeah, thanks. Uh... So the SCCA is a global body of accountants. Uh, we are in 191 countries globally. In Africa, we are in 15 countries. We've got a membership that is nearing the 250K globally. And we've got students that are over half a million globally as well. So we are a professional body of accountants and we produce what we call professional accountants. Okay, in South Africa, you might call them CAs. So we produce professional body of accountants. Our accountants that we produce can do financial reporting, can do auditing, can do tax, can do financial management, can do management accounting. 
So we produce a whole range of skills um, uh, in our, our qualification and somebody is able to specialize and do what they want to do depending on the career pathing and opportunities that they do find. Thanks. So 250,000 members in, across the globe. Psycho members are what, around 30,000? So this is obviously a massive organization that, we, that we're talking about. One of the other reasons that we are here is that there's recently been some, I wouldn't call them revelations, but recent approvals by the IRBA for ACCA. So Dumisani, if you can maybe tell us what, what has been this approval and, and what kind of impact will it have? Oh, okay. Thank you very much. So let, let's perhaps start with what IRBA is. So it's an independent regulatory board of auditors. They regulate the, they regulate the audit profession not the other internal audit profession, the external audit profession. And then as you guys knew that uh, for many years, since the inception of uh, IRBA and its pre predecessor, uh, the PAP, Public Accountants and Auditors Board, the only professional body that was accredited to um, for its members to be registered auditors, meaning to sign off financial statements, was members of South African Institute of Chartered Accountants uh, or CASAs. So this accreditation, what it means is that all the students, all the aspiring professional accountants who wants to be ACCA, who are aligned with ACCA, uh, can now train to become registered auditors. And once qualified, once they uh, complete the ADP program, they too can also sign financial, uh, financial statements in the, in the country. So the opportunity that that brings is that, I mean, back in the days, I remember when I was doing my articles, I wanted maybe to go to a big four audit firm. I couldn't go to a big four audit firm. Why? Because... Big four audit firms only hired uh, CASAs or students or learners who had CTA. But then now, if you've got a general, what do we call it in South Africa, general accounting degree that is non psycho accredited, it might be ACCA accredited, and then you don't need to do CTA. You can actually uh, go to any accounting and auditing firm that is an ACCA approved employer to train as a, as a, as a, as a potential registered auditor in the future. So that's what it means, and that is quite significant. Okay. okay. For the audience, we'll be answering all our questions at the end, so please add your questions to the comment section now so that we don't miss them. I'm going to put out the next few questions to either of you, and you both are welcome to, to, to answer, or you both welcome to, if you both want to give an answer, feel free to jump in. So for the student, or maybe the young professional who's watching from home, practically, how does this change affect them? Yes, you said now they can go to audit firms, but maybe can you give us, I'd like perspectives from both of you. So maybe Kada, if you can also add a, a little bit there. So for me, uh, let me let me just, okay. Okay. Now you start to be son. Then okay. I'll pick it up from you. Let, let me just uh, explain it from this perspective. So in my past life, until last year, I worked for one of the leading universities in Africa, the University of Cape Town. So... As you know, it's one of the being a prestigious university, being a university that is um, reputable. The, the tuition is also reputable as well, meaning that it's quite the, the investment required to study per annum is quite significant. So all inclusive costs can actually set you back or set your parents about hundred thousand rent. So if <laughs> per per annum, all right. So you remember that uh, with Saika, you need to go up to an honors level. So plus minus 400,000, excluding uh, inflationary educational uh, increase per annum. So um, 
this this opportunity what it does is that in real terms let's assume that your parents or yourself you don't have money to go to university you can start studying with acca from the first professional from the first paper so acca has 14 papers so you can pace yourself over a three-year period register to sit for acca exams and then finish the first nine and once you finish the first nine you've got an option to go to an international uh, university called oxford brooks so that you can get the become a, a bsc accountancy qualification and then once you are done with that and once you are done with those nine courses you you continue and then you do um four additional courses there are six uh, optional papers but then you only require to do four the first two are compulsory and then the 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 the, the other two are optional so what it means always is that i mean if you look at the cost to sit an exam from the first nine it's about 2300 rent 2300 rent times 10 that's two that's 23000 and then the other four the first two will be about 6000 6000 the other the last two will be about 4000 so in in three years you actually need a tuition fee of about how much 35000 40000 rent so from a from an affordability from an affordability uh, point of view it's quite an affordable way of becoming a professional accountant so it means that one can actually go work and then self-fund the studies but then at the end of the day they are professional accountant in south africa they've got an nqf level eight they can go to an internationally aligned university to get a bsc bsc honors accounting degree and then should they wish they can also have a master's degree so in real ways it offers an opportunity for people to get educated just before we even get to um, employment opportunities uh kada will add <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think what Dumisan has said is, is that think about it in this way. Um, the path to going to becoming a registered auditor has been I go to university, I go on an accredited degree. Okay, then I do a post grad, then I do okay, that has been the path. But now think about it, there's this there's somebody who's sitting there who wants to be a registered auditor, and then they get to their metric. And then they ask themselves to say, okay, they apply to universities, they can't get it through universities. Private universities are beyond the purview, okay? But then they realize that universities are offering SEC as a qualification on its own, not to go on a degree program. That student starts that qualification, okay? Takes them about four to four and a half years as costing as Dumisan is putting it. Let's just put tuition. So you're talking about maybe about 70,000 just goes through the acca route completes the acca qualification okay meets the requirements that eba is requiring that at the final level they must be able to do uh, advanced auditing and then do either tax south african tax or financial management and then was, goes on a training program for three years does the post qualification experience and gets on the adp that will open barriers because somebody will think that I don't need to go to a university to get a degree, but I can go and study ACCA at, at a place of my choice, whether it's a university or a private provider. Then I can go on that path because, as I said in my last uh, webinar that we had, I said that South Africa is privileged that you've got a lot of private 
and public universities. In some countries, university spaces are small. So ACCA provides a pathway to a person who still wants to be a professional accountant. And then we've got a second cohort. We've got now, if you look globally, you'll notice that people who study accounting are not necessarily people who do a degree in accounting. Some people go and do engineering, go and do chemistry, and then say, oh, you know what, I want to study. There is no pathway for them. Where do they go? But they still, the ambition is still, I want to be an accountant. Because sometimes you find that you're selected to university, but you're not selected in what you wanted to do. So you go to university and say, let me finish the degree. That's why you find that they say for who say, I started, I started a literature degree, but now they are a member of a professional body. And that's what barriers do. And, and you must remember that every profession that opens up to people who come from a different background, who have studied different things, is now going to help to transform. I mean, in South Africa, we've got uh, already, we've got a report called the State of the Profession Report. And that report speaks to the number of accountants. So you were talking about, let's say we're 50,000. Now our population is 62 million. How can we have 52,000 prof professional accountants servicing a population of 62 million? In Mauritius, one of the countries that was flagged, one, uh, one out of every five, there are two million. One out of every wow. five is an accountant. That's okay. why you've got shared services there. You've got companies setting up, setting up offshore centers there. It's because one out of every five is an, is an accountant in Mauritius studying. So accountants also contribute to, we must not just look at it. accounting contributes to GDP. There are the people who put in controls. There are people who account for the money. Even the greatest thing is part of also, accountants also play a role as well. And auditors play a key role because they certify financial statements. And financial statements are relied for credit rating agencies and all this. So there's a bigger picture to this, what, why we need auditors in, in South Africa. Thanks. And tell me what I've still got you on is since the IRBA approval, how many firms have, have started giving um, trainees access to the auditing professional? Has the, has the big four uh, come into play or is it still currently... Uh, the medium and smaller, smaller firms. Uh, what's been the, the progress to date? The, 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 out of the big four, the big three, EY, KPMG, and, um, and Deloitte, are already signed up for this. And then we've got the medium firms, the BDOs, the MOS, and also they've also signed up as well. Uh, so, so the opportunities are there. EY has already advertised. The advert is already out for their training program for 2024. Uh, for ACCA trainees as well. So the, this has picked up because you must also remember that we've got a capacity issue as well. That, I mean, uh, we've seen something Imran posted uh, on, on social media about the shortage of talent. He didn't speak about the lack of talent. He spoke about the shortage of talent. So ACCA also provides another pathway for students who want to capacitate the firms. We need to capacitate the firm. We need to capacitate the auditor general because auditing is an important pillar of our financial systems. Thanks. Okay. And have there been any other updates from the ACCA? Or if there's no updates, is there anything in the pipeline or in the process that you can let the, the viewers know about? Yeah, there's more in the pipeline. I think what, what is going to happen is how the program is going to look like how it's going to be delivered. I think those are the things that are in the pipeline. But I think the biggest announcement was the air by itself. So our license starts, we start being monitored on 1st April 2024. So now we are going through pre-2024 
monitoring level. So we're putting together the systems in place. But if anybody has got an employer who's got questions or who wants to register as an what we call an SEC approved employer so that they can run an SEC training, then they can contact me in the office or they can contact me through LinkedIn. Then I'll take them through the process and then they become an approved employer. This is a huge opportunity that employers must not pass by. Thanks. Oh, perfect. Maybe to me, son, if I can, if I can switch back to you, why do people not know about the ACCA in South Africa? What is what has been the issue? So I will I will speak from my experience about um ten years, twelve years ago when I was a student. When you go to an accounting class, uh, what do lectures talk about? They talk about being a C a C A S A. Um, what are the qualifications of these lectures? CASAs, when they invite Oasis to come speak to a student, Oasis is a director, he's a CASA. So CASA and Saika was enjoyed uh, one monopoly, but then that monopoly actually gave them the privilege of, of, of branding. So, I mean, because they've got, they had a sole right to become auditors. Um, it was well branded, it was well marketed, and then ACCA was small and it remains small. So, and then when you try to say there is an alternative to SICA, uh, which is ACCA, which is SIPA, which is SEMA, people, people would ask you, but would I ever get a job? And then you say yes. But would I be a JSE listed director and a JSE listed uh, CFO? Remember that people have those type of ambitions. And then those type, selling that type of ambitions actually sells a qualification. So, if I want an easy way out or an easy way in to become a fund manager at a private equity firm or to become a CFO or a CEO for a JSE listed company, and then all I see is CASAs, and then I don't see a lot of ACCAs, guess what qualification I will study? I will study CASA. But then, um, be it as it may, um, ACCA is here. And then not everyone has the privilege and the, I mean, there's been a barrier of um, going all the way to, to CTA. So ACCA provides that type of an opportunity and then it breaks that um, barrier that existed before. And then it provides equal opportunities for everyone, for everyone with ambition, for everyone with ability uh, to, become, uh, to become a registered auditor, so, so to speak. Um, I wouldn't talk much about ACCA's um, advertisement because in my view, professional, professional bodies shouldn't be advertised, shouldn't be marketed. But then the quality of work that we do, the work ethic that we bring, the ethics, I mean, next week on the 18th is Global Ethics um, Day. The ethics that we espouse as professional accountants or as future members of these professional bodies, um, the protection of the public interest should actually sell the professional accountancy organizations that we belong to. In any case, it shouldn't matter which, pro which professional accountancy organization you belong to, but then what we should actually inculcate and promote is collaboration and cohesion um, amongst uh, different uh, professional accountancy body and members of different uh, uh, professional bodies. And that will take our economies very far because where there is diversity of thinking and diversity of thoughts, diversity of skills, uh, companies prosper and then the bottom, the bottom line benefits.
No, that's perfect. That that makes a lot of sense. Before I jump over to audience to audience questions, my last question, kind of maybe for you, is how big is the ACSA ACCA membership in South Africa currently, and does the South African contingent have an impact on the global ACCA uh, contingent? Okay, I think let me put it in context to this. Uh, South Africa was an island on its own where we didn't have an audit right. In other countries, we've got practicing rights even around South Africa through various instruments that are used. And then South Africa being one of the key markets in Africa, you can imagine not having an audit right in South Africa, what it does for your brand as well. Okay. And 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 and, and this this is significant in the bigger ACCA Africa because it it it's something that the markets, the other markets have been waiting for. But also, if you think about it, regulators are coming together and thinking, how, how can we regulate our professionals in Africa? Okay, one of the things in the set of the professional report that was said was that why can't we just have a regulation that is that 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 for, for Africa itself? So for example, how do we regulate audit? Because at the end of the day, there's the Africa free continental trade. Okay. There's going to be not just transfer of goods and services. There's also going to be transfer of skills as well. Okay, it will require that regulators also become robust as well in terms of how skills can transfer around as well. And auditing is one of those that will become a key skill in some of the things. Because if you think some of the transactions will require an audit to audit and say, "Oh, you bought goods from this person. Yes, the goods are available. This has been signed by an audit." or oh, this payment is being verified. There's a lot of processes that will need to be verified. So we need also a robust audit profession in, in, in the African continent. So because Africa is, SCCA, as it works with professional bodies in each of the countries that it operates in, or can some are even regulators of SCCA members in those countries. So this has given hope to the country to say, now we can harmonize and come together and say, let's have a, a system that regulates this, auditing as well and 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 it, and it makes it easier for the transfer of skills uh, uh among the continent because that's one barrier that we've had where i can't go and practice in zimbabwe i can't go and practice in lesotho because i have to redo everything else as well so maintaining sovereignty in terms of regulation is important but also opening up where regulators are working together is also important so for for even for eba itself acca they will learn a lot because it says they're graded in a lot of markets and there's best practice that they can learn from other markets as well uh, that they can learn from as well. So, so, so this becomes a, just not, it's just not a milestone. It's a milestone for Africa. It's a milestone for EBA. It's a milestone for ACCA as well. And just to Misani said, our membership is very small, but you see membership, membership is sometimes as to Misani saying, a number sometimes is not important. It's important to have the impact that your members have in society. That makes it important as well. Yes, yeah. So, so that's 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 what I wanted to share. Perfect. I'm gonna uh, move over to some to Misani. Go for it. Yeah. Always, uh, always. I mean, for me, the other benefit that this accreditation uh, brings, any accreditation in the country, especially by an audit regulator, bring it with comes with some sort of prestige. So, 
This ERBA accreditation will actually afford ACCA and ACCA members some form of prestige because now if you are working for a big four, if you are working at a big four firm and then you are auditing a JSE listed companies, you will be able to showcase your skills and talents to those uh, CFOs of a JSE uh, listed, listed entities. But then as Kada said, that will lead us to actually being in the same room with other members from other professional accountancy organizations whereby we harmonize on co and collaborate. So the thing is, um, I would like to actually give an unsolicited advice uh, to say that, um, I mean, if you look at the materials that these professional accountancy organizations uh, produce, it's very valuable, especially for CPD purposes. I mean, if you go to an ACCA website under professional insight, you'll find that uh, ACCA have research papers that they produce. And then if you go um, to SICA, you'll find that they've got Accountancy SA, SIPA as professional accountants. I mean, and if you read uh, widely in the, in the, within the pages of these uh, magazines, you'll find something that actually speaks to, you, to your trade and profession on an everyday basis. Perfect. Thanks for adding that. I want to move over to questions from the audience. We had a very early question from Bujiswa who says, uh, she's got a bachelor's degree in accounting and completed three years of articles. Where do I begin my journey with ACCA to become a CA from South Africa? She also mentioned earlier that she's currently a CBA member as a BAP SA. Not sure what that means, but any any answers for you? Okay, all right, yeah. So 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 it depends on where she's got uh, he or she has got the, the the bachelor's degree from. So we've got accredited universities that we accredit and they get exemptions from the first eight or nine subjects depending on where she got the degree so the first point of course she must go on our website she or she must go on our website and go there's an, what you call an exemptions calculator so when they go there they must enter their qualification and the year that they got it if it's an accredited qualification it will just appear if it's not they will input it if they don't get uh the number of exemptions that they get Okay, they can write to info at sccaglobal.com, send their transcript, and then they will tell them where. Because the SCCA qualification, everybody has got a different pathway. Okay, the pathway is not uniform, except if you complete the same degree the same year. But everybody has got a different pathway because of what, what you studied. So your transcript becomes important because when we map qualifications we map them against full qualifications as well so that's the first thing and then when she when he, she gets information from that can contact me on linkedin then i can share the, with them how they register and how they go about it and what offers are there currently so anybody who's got a bachelor's degree or a degree even a diploma must go on our exemptions calculator it tells them how many credits or subjects or exemptions that they're going to get yeah thanks so most importantly go and look on the acca website and look for that yes Okay, I'm with you. We've got a question from uh, Matapelo who says, please advise in terms of difficulties of getting funding to further one's ACCA exam through private institute, which public university offers ACCA. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, okay. So it, it depends on what, what she's saying. So, so Matapelo can contact the office and we can tell her what facet is offering in terms of scholarships for students on that side. But Vets has got a postgrad that is mapped to ACCA. Um, UJ Soweto Campus is offering ACCA modules until the applied skills. 
uh, Northwest University, and I'm one of the students on the master's. They have got a master's degree that is mapped to ACCA as well. UKZN has got a postgrad as well that is mapped to the final level of the strategic level of ACCA. So these guys are offering ACCA and in future, because of the growth with the ABA license, they're also going to be offering ACCA separate, the modules separate as not part of a qualification, of an academic qualification. So she can also contact me through LinkedIn, then I'll give her all the information that is necessary for her to get that public funding. Thanks. Okay, perfect. I see that's the main questions are coming through. So I just want to give, before we end off, last last thoughts from both of you. To Misani, I'll give it over to you and then Kara can end off. Uh, you're, you're on mute, so you might just need to unmute. No, uh, oh, it's what I wanted to say is that, I mean, for me, um, this it, this has been coming for about 24 years and it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's an opportunity that erba is now affording to everyone as i said who has ability and ambition to become a professional accountant but then also um it, it it's something that would actually uh, transform the profession in 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 in, in real ways i mean um the the future is bright Hope Springs, and then I'm looking forward to see the face of the profession uh, going uh, forward tomorrow and in the next month and forevermore. The future is bright. Any last few words, Kadan? Spider-Man, in the Spider-Man in the movie, they said, with great power comes greater responsibility. So I just want to appeal to SCCA students and SCCA members to uphold public interest okay and to follow the code of ethics because the license itself comes with a lot of responsibility and scrutiny that's number one number two i also want to dispel a myth that has been going around scca qualification is not easy okay? it's not an easier route okay <laughs> to becoming a professional accountant it's just that it's modular you can pace yourself so like when you're doing an mba you finish financial management, they say, oh, next semester you're doing uh, strategic management. Then you write strategic management, you pass, they give you a mark, and it's, it's modular. So because it's modular, a student can pace themselves, but it's not easy. It's up to the same standards that the psycho qualification is or any professional qualification that you're going to study, whether it's CIMA, whether it's the Institute of Internal Auditors, it's a professional qualification. So the level of exams and everything, I just want to dispel that because they say, say I'll, I'll try ACCA because it's easier. No, 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 it's just that you can pace yourself. And because you can pace yourself as a student, you can take time. I just want this to sink in that it's not easy because we might get a lot of students who are moving from one professional body to ACCA and then they write an exam and then they get a shoe size in terms of their marks <laughs> and then they start saying, oh, okay, but I, I was told that this is not as easy, it's not an easier route. You need to invest time, you need to invest resources in the qualification so that you can pass as well. Thanks. So it's not an easier route. With great power comes great responsibility. I think that's a great way to end the 150th show. Show has been live on YouTube and should be available on podcast by tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you feel that it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Kada, Dumisani, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank we'll you keep on answering much. questions. Yes. I see some questions. We'll answer them as well uh, after the show. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Perfect. But thanks, thanks for everyone. your time. 150th show.
Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. Thanks. Thank Cheers. Bye. bye.